Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hello, America, and happy Tuesday, right? It is Tuesday. How about that? It doesn't seem possible that it's already the second day of the week, but it is, and it's been a newsy, busy news day. The Supreme Court had a big ruling today saying that state legislatures do not have supreme authority to decide the rules, that judicial review can be part of the process. That is, I think, a pretty extraordinary ruling. A lot of people on the conservative side were hoping the legislatures would have supreme authority, which would allow states like North Carolina and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania to have Republican legislatures to maybe overcome their Democratic governors or the courts that sometimes objected to some of their election plans. Turns out that that check and balance system is not absolute for legislatures. Courts are, according to the Supreme Court, allowed to make a judicial intervention when they see something afoul from the law. That's important. Big one. Now, today we've got a very big show. Two great guests, two of my favorite people who really, I think, informed the public with facts with real analysis and not spin. Uh, first off, one of the greatest reporters I've ever worked alongside of, Miranda Devine, is going to join us from the New York Post. We don't get a chance to talk to her very often. Extremely excited about that. From the laptop from hell to the latest column she wrote in the last 24 hours at the New York Post, she is making a difference day in and day out, and that's very exciting. And then uh, right after that, Alan Dershowitz, the great Harvard Law professor emeritus, author of 50 books, including Get Trump. He's going to join us. I want to talk about the tape release on CNN. That's a big one. And then also Merrick Garland may really have a problem. And I think Alan Dershowitz has something provocative to say about the judge prevailing in the Hunter Biden case. I think both of those are going to get a lot of attention in the morning. So let's have a great conversation and talk with both of them. I'm not going to waste much time. Let's get to our great sponsors. When we come back, we'll have Alan Dershowitz and Miranda Devine back to back right after these messages. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. 
You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash just news. That's AMAC.us forward slash just news. All right, folks, a very big treat today. I can't think of another reporter who's done more to expose the Biden family corruption over the last several years, starting with the laptop from hell, but on almost every day now, if you go to the New York Post, Miranda Devine has another blockbuster. I enjoy reading her. I enjoy working alongside of her. I think she's one of America's greatest journalists, and we're lucky to have her on the show today. Miranda, welcome. Oh, thanks so much, John. Thanks for the kind words. The feeling is mutual, of course. We have a lot of fun telling the American truth, and we were denied that right for a while. You certainly were. I'll tell you that. You look at the censorship that we learned in yesterday's report from the House Judiciary Committee and others. Are you shocked at how widespread the censorship machine was and how much the government was behind it? Well, I was initially, but, um, you know, when we started seeing that the FBI had pre-bunked our story with Twitter and Facebook, um, you know, and, and, and when I found out from Rudy Giuliani that he had been, um, he, only, he only found out after the fact that he was being bugged at the very time uh, by the FBI, at the very time that John Paul MacIsaac, the computer repair shop owner, had contacted him um, at the very time over the same period that I was having uh, contact with him, his iCloud was being surveilled by the FBI. So um, clearly they'd also had the laptop since December of 2019. They knew what was on it. Uh, we know now from the IRS whistleblower, Gary Shapley, that by February 2020, they'd done a full forensic on the laptop. They knew that it was authentic. They knew the evidence on it was clean and um, reliable. And they knew that there were crimes on it. So um, you know, for them to be running around the FBI, the same FBI, pre-bunking our story to ensure that social media censored it is so wrong. 
Yeah, it is. The Missouri and Louisiana attorney generals have paid a great public service by beginning that litigation, exposing stuff. And of course, the weaponization committee with that report last night was jaw dropping. There's another element here that I find fascinating. And I know you do too, because I've read all of your great work on a daily basis. There is two things going on simultaneously in government. You have a government going after Donald Trump, regardless of whether the evidence merited it. And then you have a government trying not to go after Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden's grandchildren, the storage locker, the cottage on the property, even though the agents were repeatedly meeting the probable cause standard for a search warrant or in some cases charges. It's almost as though there was a whole of government effort to protect Biden's viability and to try to damage Trump's chances. As you step back now, because obviously we've been in the fog of war for so long, but when you get up at 30,000 feet, does it seem like the government was directly involved in putting their thumb on the scale of an election? Oh, absolutely. In so many ways, um, they were. I don't know if it's so much that they uh, wanted Joe Biden uh, and to protect him, but it certainly was that they wanted to ensure that Donald Trump didn't win. So they knew that Joe Biden had all these problems these corruption problems, these allegations that have been floating around from all different, you know, whether it was from the China side or from the Ukraine side, there had been material flooding in to the FBI since about 2017 from a number of different sources, number of different countries, all saying the same thing, that Joe Biden was corrupt. And this was all buried and ignored. So they knew that he was a serious liability. And suddenly this information was going to hit the, the, the media was going to hit the public before the election. So they did whatever they could to ensure that it didn't. They covered up for Joe Biden and they did that because they didn't want Donald Trump to win. And I think that there may have been people who, you know, were, had been patriots and they, whether it was their former CIA directors, um, Leon Panetta and so on, um, but they viewed Donald Trump as an existential threat to this country. They had been so brainwashed into thinking that that any means would do and they didn't trust the American people to choose their own uh, president. They felt that they knew better, they were superior and they were gonna save the American people from themselves. So they were going to um, break the rules, break the law to ensure that they hid the truth from the American people and ensured that Donald Trump didn't win and that Joe Biden did. Yeah, it's, it, it really is that clear now. And I, I mean, we always suspected it, but now the evidence is sitting in plain view. When you look at what happened from 2019, starting when I did some of the early reporting on Hunter Biden Ukraine, to when you got the laptop, to all that's happened since then, none of this could have been pulled off if our, our colleagues and the rest of the media, obviously the New York Post and Justin News are two exceptions, uh, weren't complicit, that they, they didn't seem to be curious enough to really find out if this stuff was true or not. Do you think there's a reflective moment going on in our profession to recognize that they may have misled the American people? Look, I do think that um, Gary Shapley, the IRS whistleblower's testimony when it was released on Friday was a game changer uh, because he's such a credible witness. He's also backed up by a second IRS whistleblower, also credible between them. They have a quarter century of criminal investigation work. Um, and he also brought receipts. I mean, if you look at his testimony, it's studded with uh, exhibits, whether it be um, transcripts of interviews with a Hunter Biden uh, business partner, Rob Walker, or um, memorialized uh, 
conversations with six witnesses and David Weiss, the US attorney in Delaware, um, he brought the receipts. And so I think you can see uh, immediately, in even in you know the, the most um, Biden-friendly press corps in Washington D.C., you saw the other day, um, and and it was our the New York Post reporter, who's fantastic, Steve Nelson, who never gets asked a question, um, and also James Rosen from Newsmax. But there were a couple of others as well who were pressing Corinne Jean-Pierre and saying. You know, was Hunter Biden in the room with his father when he wrote that WhatsApp, as he said he was, that he was shaking down his Chinese business partners? Um, you know, and other questions. And she and and um, as well, John Kirby just said they weren't answering questions, you know, but they were being pressed and there were a number of voices in that room. And then you also have the fact that the New York Times, I mean, there's a, a quite a senior reporter from the New York Times who tweeted uh, the other day um, something from the testimony from Gary Shapley about the WhatsApp uh, from July 30, 2017, when Hunter Biden, we know, was in Delaware, we know that from the laptop, at his father's house. And he says to Raymond Zhao, uh, when he wants the $5 million, he says, I'm sitting here with my father, and if you displease me, my father and all everybody we know is going to make your life a misery. Well, um, th this New York Times reporter tweeted that extract as well as an extract underneath it, a screenshot from the Johnson Grasley very, very good report uh, that uh, those senators did in September of 2020 into Hunter Biden, Burisma and corruption. And that screenshot was from a couple of footnotes. And that was showing that just a few days after Hunter sent that WhatsApp, $5.1 million flowed into uh, a bank account that, that he ended up uh, getting money from, so getting the money from. So um, that's a New York Times senior New York Times reporter who is obviously now looking at this, or at least who has in the past written stories in which it, the same reporter who wrote uh, a few months after the election and well after the New York Times had ignored our stories and kind of treated us like we were peddling Russian disinformation. This same reporter in the 23rd paragraph of the story uh, buried the fact that the New York Times had authenticated emails from the laptop and that the laptop was real. Um, so I wonder if he buried it, not because he was deliberately burying the lead, but because he wanted that to come out and was hiding it from his own editors. Who knows? But at least there must be any journalist with any integrity, no matter where they work, they have to look honestly at this evidence that Gary Shapley has brought and seen how the FBI had authenticated the laptop by February of 2020, found it was reliable, found there was nothing inserted, there was no tampering. Um, they must realise how they've been lied to consistently and have published lies, and it must make them angry. Anyone with integrity should be angry at being hoodwinked. Yeah, reporters don't like to be wrong, and reporters have been wrong a lot since 2016, particularly in Russia and Ukraine issues in China. It's really remarkable. I mean, they've done a disservice, and 
It does feel to me, I've had a lot of people call me in the last few weeks, people who called me a conspiracy theorist back in 19 when I got sullied up, who now want to, you know, hey, help us find out what really went on. We got this wrong. And I find that encouraging. And uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot more work that needs to be done to get right with the American people. But there seems to be some momentum building towards doing journalism the right way again. You mentioned Rob Walker, and I think of the two uh, Joe Biden-specific revelations in the IRS whistleblower's testimony. Obviously, the text message is what Hunter Biden is saying. And some people say, well, Hunter Biden might have been bluffing because he was a drug addict. We don't know. Certainly, there's a lot of evidence to suggest he wasn't. But there's no chance that Rob Walker, a close friend of the Biden family, is going to make up a story that Joe Biden was in the room with the Chinese. And that's what he did. I was wondering yesterday when the president said, oh, I never made any contacts, what Rob Walker was thinking that the president was really basically calling into question his account to the FBI. How important is it that a Biden insider has put Joe Biden in the room with the Chinese during the shakedown? Well, it's it's important, and particularly that it comes from Rob Walker, who we haven't heard from since. We know that Tony Bobolinsky has said the same thing, um, but uh, to come from Rob Walker, who was a Biden family intimate, who also was the guy um, that they trusted enough that they were getting the Chinese money funneled through his bank account, and then he would parcel it out in small dribs and drabs over a couple of months various Biden family members. We know that from James Comer's dogged pursuit of the bank records. So the fact that Walker has told the FBI that um, that Joe Biden did go to a meeting with um, the CFC people uh, from China at the Four Seasons in Washington, D.C., is important. Now, he says this was after Joe Biden left office. Um, And this corroborates uh, something that Gal Luft, who's the Israeli, the missing witness, the Israeli uh, whistleblower, yeah, who um, is now a fugitive from justice. You know, he he was arrested um, in Cyprus. Uh, FBI alleges that he's a gun runner. He denies all of that. Also, Sarah violations. Um, And he was an associate of the CEFC, the Chinese uh, same business partners of um, of Hunter Biden. And uh, so he, he was told a lot uh, by Patrick Ho and by uh, Chairman Yi about the Bidens and their involvement. And he told the FBI uh, and the DOJ this in a proffer meeting in Brussels in March of 2019. Um, and I subsequently have found that he also sent his lawyer to go and speak to um, Rich Donahue uh, in October of 2020 after our story first came out about the laptop. And uh, he spoke to Rich Donahue, who was the, um, I think, Deputy Acting uh, Attorney General under Barr, and uh, reiterated all this information about the money that Hunter Biden had received from the Chinese about the meetings that Joe Biden had had, including that Four Seasons one with the Chinese, um, that he also said that the Bidens had a an FBI mole called One Eye who had tipped off the Chinese to the fact there was FBI investigation. Um, so so Gal Luft's lawyer reiterated this to uh, basically a Trump deputy attorney general and uh, that that information also seemed to go nowhere. And we know from um, the the testimony from the IRS whistleblower that uh, Rich Donahue had shut down or suspended the Hunter Biden investigation the previous month in September, uh, supposedly to try and keep it away from the election. 
Um, this is all very curious and all these people need to be hauled in by James Comer and Jim Jordan, whoever, by the Republicans in the House to testify under oath. There are so many questions that now need to be answered uh, now that we know that the story we were given in 2020 isn't true, whether it's a laptop, it's disinformation, or Joe Biden had nothing to do with his son's business. It's falling apart. I'm going to get to the ultimate question because people will accept that Hunter Biden has cheated on his taxes now. He seems like he's going to accept that. He's going to plead to misdemeanor charges, at least. And I think they've come to accept that Joe Biden was somehow involved in this in some deal. The ultimate question will be, did Joe Biden take policy actions that benefited Hunter Biden's businesses to ensure that he got paid? And then two, did Joe Biden benefit from any of Hunter Biden's financial dealings? You have done more than anyone to go through the laptop and talk to a lot of these business partners. I've talked to a lot of them now. We understand what do you think lies ahead? What revelations could this country potentially still face uh, in the months ahead about Joe Biden, our current president? Look, we know just from the laptop that there were bills that Hunter Biden was paying for his father. He was paying for maintenance and upkeep on his Delaware estate, things like painting walls and replacing shutters and putting new air conditioning in the cottage on the property that Hunter eventually lived in and that the DOJ wouldn't allow a search warrant into. Um, and we also know that Hunter Biden was paying um, an AT&T bill monthly for a separate phone, cell phone that Joe Biden, or I don't know if it was a cell phone, but a separate phone that Joe Biden had and was using. And I know that <clears throat> Peter Schweitzer has um, given that phone number to um, the Republicans in the House for them to subpoena the phone records and find out who was Joe Biden talking to on that phone. Was that the phone that Joe Biden used uh, when he... Um, was uh, dialing in or on the speakerphone with Hunter Biden and his business partners. Who else was Joe Biden talking to on that phone? Um, as far as the quid pro quos, um, I, I don't know when it comes to China. You can just surmise by the, the sort of go-soft attitude of the Biden administration. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to find some specific um, you know, quid pro quo. I think Joe Biden was very careful whenever he spoke to anybody um, from Hunter Biden's sort of overseas business partners that he kept the conversation on a high level. So he always had plausible deniability, kept it vague. Um, and but but we do know Ukraine. I think that is really his Achilles heel, and that's all you need. The firing of Viktor Shokin, the prosecutor there. Joe Biden, in his trademark way, comes straight out and says this out front, up front, on a video conversation. Uh, he says, you know, I, I got this prosecutor fired. I threatened the Ukrainians. I'm going to withhold a billion dollars in aid unless you fire him. And son of a so-and-so, he got fired. I remember that one well. I remember when the FBI first told me about that conversation. I wrote the story in March and watching that video for the first time when I learned about it. It was so shocking to see a vice president talk the way, especially if he knew the backstory that Hunter was already making money from the very company that was trying to evade that prosecutor. It just, as you look at it today, now it's it's jaw dropping. And we were told, don't believe that. But we now must believe it because in 2017, the FBI started to get a report that there was something corrupt about that particular relationship, right? The, the first informant is 2017. Do you think the tapes exist based on the reporting you've done? Don't know. Have no idea. I, I'm, I've talked to people um, who know Slavsky and they say that it would be the sort of thing he would do. That's right. That's what people have told me too. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, but we don't know for sure. And or if even they exist today, yeah. Yeah, and look, what what incentive does Zlochevsky have to actually um, produce those those? Uh, you know, Joe Biden's very powerful. Uh, why would Zlochevsky put his neck on the line? Yeah, that's a big question, right? We'll have to find that out. Miranda, it is amazing to watch your work. Your book is an incredible public treasure that I think was really one of the turning points in this story. And every day when I open up the New York Post, I get excited knowing there's going to be something really important from the great work you do. On behalf of all the Just the News family, we just want to salute you. You do great, great work. And what an honor to have you on the show. You too. Thanks so much, John. Thanks. We'll talk soon. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. From that amazing conversation with Miranda Devine at the New York Post, we're going to turn to one of my favorite legal minds. And all the time I've been a reporter, he calls balls and strikes likes he sees them. Sometimes the Democrats and his friends haven't liked that recently, but he's always been consistent. He is none other than the great Harvard Law professor, Alan Dershowitz, and he joins us right now. Alan, great to have you back on the show. Great to be on with you, John. I've had, I haven't had a chance to talk to you about this since we've learned so much from the whistleblower testimony last week, but it seems to me the representations that Merrick Garland have, have made, which he doubled down on, even though there were some questions emerging, and now what the whistleblower says, I mean, the whistleblower doesn't have any axe to grind, he's just an agent. How concerned should we be about Merrick Garland right now? 
we should be very concerned. And if I were the judge uh, on the Hunter Biden case, I would refuse to accept the plea bargain unless and until Garland and Weiss testify. Because what they've said is utterly incompatible. Weiss basically said, look, I tried to bring uh, matters in, in, in different places in the District of Columbia and California, but I was shut down by the local U.S. attorneys. And Garland said, no, uh, that couldn't possibly happen because I've given you authority to investigate and bring cases anywhere in the country. So, so I, I'm not willing to, at this point, say that Garland lied. I am willing to say that there is a major inconsistency between Gar- Garland and his uh, U.S. attorney, appointed by Trump, obviously, but still under the Justice Department. That has, that has to be reconciled. And the judge should not accept the plea bargain until that's reconciled. Now, nobody's going to be pushing the judge to do it because obviously Hunter Biden is thrilled with his deal and the government is satisfied with the deal. So I think somebody like Judicial Watch ought to go in front of the judge and say, Amicus Curiae, we stand for the public, for the United States, and you cannot accept this deal unless we find out whether Weiss, in fact, did or didn't have the authority to investigate beyond Delaware. And if he did have the authority, fine. And if he found there was nothing wrong. But if there were things wrong outside of Delaware and he didn't investigate, then this plea bargain has to be canceled. That is an interesting an idea that I've heard some members of Congress privately talking about the last few days because they argue, hey, we're the purse strings of America. The taxpayers may have been fleeced worse than we know. And there's this conflict that Congress has been misled about potentially. So we could see multiple people do that. That would be a really historic moment. There's something about when the attorney general spoke uh, to Senator Grassi and made those very broad declarations that didn't ring true at the time. You could see that Chuck Grassi who knows the judicial system really well, you can't bring a tax case in a district where the person didn't live. So Delaware didn't have the authority to make a decision for Washington or L.A. Was there something inherent about what the question that Garland should have known was not not right? A U.S. attorney can't go to another one and make another U.S. attorney's mind up. It seems like that whole story didn't match even when he said it at the time. Well, what he was basically saying, Mr. Garland, was, look, I'm the chief here. Uh, U.S. attorneys answer to me. And if you want to go into California or Washington, D.C., I'm going to make the U.S. attorneys cooperate with you and do it. But apparently he didn't do that. So I think the judge has to ask these hard questions. And if he won't do it, the Judiciary Committee has to do it. Thank God for checks and balances. It's so important, you know, to make sure that there are there's at least one branch of the government that may be different from the other branches of the government. I always get scared. When one party dominates executive, both houses and the judiciary, that's not healthy for America. That's not what our frame is intended. No, and it's it's funny, 246 plus years later, the system still works pretty good when the checks are there. It, it does work. You could see the ingenious of it. At the larger issue of where we are, we're heading into an election where I think the, the role of government putting its thumb on elections and on free speech is becoming more problematic for Americans. More people are now seeing what it is. There was a very dramatic report about the Homeland Security Department yesterday, clearly creating an operation that told third parties, hey, go censor this on behalf of us. I could never have imagined that happening in America when I was growing up or when I was a young reporter. How shocking is it to see that? It is shocking. And that's why, as I've said before in the show, what we need is a national commission of inquiry about our system of justice, like the 9-11 Commission, consisting of 
eminent people, former justices, former deans, former, you know, priests, uh, ministers, rabbis, the most important and trusted people in this country to look at our justice system from top to bottom, to look at the FBI. FBI agents are some of the most wonderful people I've ever met. I work with them. I admire them enormously. But there's an institutional systemic problem at the highest levels of the FBI. And they have to look at the Justice Department. They have to look at some of the the relationship between the federal law enforcement and state law enforcement. Look at what happened in New York with that absurd, illegal, unethical indictment of Trump for doing nothing except paying hush money and then not reporting it publicly. Who has ever paid hush money and then reported it publicly since Alexander Hamilton? That's right. It uh, wouldn't be called paid. hush money if it was allowed <laughs> or loud. <laughs> So I think we need this national commission, and I think it has to be nonpartisan, bipartisan, expert, and we we have to do some digging and changing. Yeah, that's a very wise idea. You have made that point several times. I think it's growing on people. I think people realize there's something bigger here. Last question. You have an amazing column out there. I love this. Everyone was shocked by the tape showing up on CNN yesterday. I think there are two things. Who done it, right? Who's the leaker? Really important. Really important. And then secondly, it does seem that there's a little bit more ambiguity when you listen to the tape and it's unclear what he's actually talking about. It doesn't match any documents that were ultimately found that's on the roster. And of course, he's not charged with it, which is odd. If this is a smoking gun, wouldn't you charge him with that event? What's your read thus far? You had a brilliant column on this just a little bit ago. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I think the defense is going to be, look, uh, I may have thought that there were some things there that I could have declassified, but I was just wrong about that. He's going to say all of this stuff was in the public um, venue and discussion. And although I didn't declassify it, it became declassified by the fact that it was made public. People forget that there are multiple ways of getting classified material declassified. One of them is to have it in the public domain. Then there's no basis for classification. So. I think this this is just the beginning, not the end. Will be interesting to see what the Trump team says, how they defend against this, because on its face, it's pretty damning. Uh, there are exculpatory interpretations, but I think interpretations are required. And you know the old the old saying is never explained, but you have to explain sometimes. Yeah, and the key thing is in the New Yorker article where I think the Joint Chairman of the Chiefs has admitted he was the source of it. There's already a mention of this document before Trump ever addressed it. In fact, I think that's a trigger for Trump addressing it. That could really weigh heavily into what really happened in that episode. Well, that could be very, very, very important. And we have to put that episode in context. And the tape itself, though important is not determinative. That's right. Yeah, it's going to be the other context around it. Alan, it's always an honor to have you on. We always learn so much. We come out a lot smarter, and I'm really appreciative for that. I learn a lot from you, so it's good. I like having the exchanges we have. Thank you, my friend. Good to have you on the show today. Thank you. Sure. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. 
Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor advised fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. Hey, a lot of folks have been coming up to me going, hands off my stove. John, I love this movement that your friend Tim Stewart and the U.S. Oil and Gas Association started to get everyday Americans to fight back and say, hey, you're not taking my natural gas stove out of my kitchen. You're not taking the natural gas heater or furnace out of my basement. And now the new thing in New York, you're not getting rid of my brick oven pizza cooker. You're not doing it. I'm sorry, you're not. It's very personal when government starts getting inside our home and telling us what choices we can have as appliances and as cooking styles. Well, if you feel that way and you want to join like-minded Americans, there is an incredible opportunity to join the movement called Hands Off My Stove. And all you do is go to handsoffmystove.com. U.S. Oil and Gas Association have created this great movement. Uh, people who love to cook with gas, people who just want to have a say out of about their kitchen appliances, they're all joining. You can too. It's $12 a year to be part of a grassroots army. You're going to get lots of intelligence. You're going to get some fun trinkets and other things. But it's really about joining a community of Americans that we're telling the government, hey, there is a place for government, but it's not in my kitchen. I'm sorry. It's not on my deck where I cook my gas grill. It is sure not in my basement. It's not going to be in my brick oven either. New York, of course, clearly raising that issue in the last couple of days. Boy, Mayor Eric Adams was on the defense today about the whole brick oven regulatory fiasco in New York City. Well, listen, if you feel like that, go to handsoffmystove.com, U.S. Oil and Gas Association, Hands Off My Stove. Great partners. We do a lot to educate the American public about this issue. If you want to go check it out, all you got to do is go to handsoffmystove.com today. Join with other Americans and send a message from City Hall 
to Congress, to the White House, that government doesn't belong making decisions in our kitchens. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. Thank you for listening. A big thank you to Alan Dershowitz and Miranda Devine for some really thought-provoking interviews. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition. Until then, God bless you. Have a great night. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out.